0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Man Cave Huddle Podcast. I am your host, Greg. So for today's episode, for all my footballers out there, all my football fans, my college football fans, this episode will be your must-watch college football games of this weekend. Um, considering with all the pandemic stuff with the virus, postponements, suspensions and all this stuff. And the Big Ten earlier this week saying that they will play a season, the Pac-12 trying to get their league to play. I figured with what we have going on this weekend, I will do some research and I will give it to you the way I like to give it. So one thing I wanted to do is basically real quick, just give you a top 10 in the Associated Press. So coming into week three of the college football season will be the number one ranked Clemson uh, Clemson Tigers, two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, three Oklahoma Sooners, four Georgia Bulldogs, five Florida Gators, six LSU Tigers, seven Notre Dame Fighting Irish, number eight Auburn Tigers, nine Texas Longhorns, ten Texas A&M Aggies, they round out your top 10 heading into week three where they play to try and get paid. (laughs) They're not not playing for pay officially, but they will be. They will be. So um, look, I don't really have that many games. I just got two. So I'm just going to get right into it. So on um, Saturday, September 19th at 7.30 p.m. at Cardinal Stadium. The 17th-ranked Miami Hurricanes will come in 1-0, taking on the 18th-ranked Louisville Cardinals. This matchup will take place on ABC. The cards come in 1-0 as well. So somebody will be 2-0, and somebody will be 1-1. And 2-0 sounds better than 1-1. So as far as the Hurricanes, they are an all-time series. They are 10-3-1 all-time and 4-2 and at Louisville. The only reason why I put the at Louisville is, is obvious. they play in at Louisville. So, um, you know, um, I just wanted to keep it brief. And there's a player that I want you to watch when you're watching the Miami Hurricanes. And this player's on offense. I want you to watch graduate transfer quarterback number one, De'Eric King. He played at Houston. And while he was at Houston, he played 22 games. In those 22 games. He had 4,925 yards passing yards, 1,421 rushing yards, and 82 total touchdowns. And entering Saturday, he rides an FBS record of 16 straight games with a, t- a pass TD and a rush TD. That's pretty much a full damn NFL season. Now, when I when I look at the Canes. You know, you always think about, it's all about the you. It's all about the you. You know. But, I mean, they have fallen off from the 80s. Then they got back for a hot minute and were very, like, they were just destroying everything and everybody. And I don't want to say that this team is not good. They are. Because Eric King is the perfect quarterback for this type of football that we're playing now. Spread it out. As long as he's a good decision-maker and you have a quarterback that's dual threat, how do you defend a third and three on the goal line? Un- unless you blitz, and you better you better get there because if you don't, he's going to score. The Miami defense is good. They have a, a player on their defense, a defensive lineman, looking like he could be a, a first-round pick if he continues the good play. In terms of player to watch, I felt like Derek would have more of an impact on this game, so that's why I chose him for my player of the game. The Cardinals, they are 3-3 three and three in ACC openers, but this is the first time the Cardinals have opened league play at home, so this is going to be extra special for them, but the player that I want you to watch for the Cardinals is junior quarterback number three, Michael Cunningham. Now, the reason why I want you to watch Cunningham, because he's going to cut up this defense, he has three passing TDs in his last three games. Now, you're like Greg. That's only the bowl game, the last game of the season, and the first game of this year. Okay. But he has 25 passing touchdowns in the last 12 games. And in 2019, last year, he led the country with 18.4 yards per reception. So not only does he stick it in the end zone, he sticks it downfield. That secondary of Miami better be ready. I'm not saying that they're not. But, you know, the, the, the Cardinals, they have some receivers. they all been playing there for a while. And if that offensive line could gel and things work out for them, you never know. But I will say this. The oddsmakers have the Cardinals coming in at a two-and-a-half-point favorite to win this game. So people feel that the Cardinals will win. What is my take on this game? I think that as well as Michael Cunningham will play in this game, I just think that the Miami Hurricanes, De'Eric King is really going to run haywire all over that defense of the Cardinals. And I think that just, you know, the Canes, whether or not they're good, whether or not they're bad, they always have good athletes across the board, both sides. And that's the case this year. I'm picking the Hurricanes to win this game. Uh, My next game... It's also going to take place on Saturday, September 19th, but this will be at 2.30 p.m. on the USA Channel where the unranked South Florida Bulls coming in at 1-0 will be playing against the 7th-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish at Notre Dame Stadium. Now, um, as far as South Florida, I remember this game. I so remember this game. But South Florida returns to South Bend for the first time since 2011. Why is that important? Because that was the first time South Florida ever played Notre Dame, and they defeated Notre Dame 23-20 on that day. It was a very weird game in that the opening drive, it was sunny, and it went, I think, one of those 15-yard drives I don't want to say 15 yards, 15 play drives, and we just march down the field. And next thing you know, on the goal line, I'm, th- I'm talking like first and goal on the one. Dude fumbles the ball, defender picks it up, scoop and score, and it's at that point you think it to yourself, wow. And it was that type of day. Irish had like three interceptions, two fumbles. Um, what else? When The weather was weird in that game too, where during the game, there was like a hour, I think halftime was an extra hour long with the weather delay. And then when they came back from the weather delay, it was another 45 minutes. So in total, there was like two hours worth of weather delays because of the rain. And then they couldn't finish the game with fans in the crowd because of the lightning or the rain was too much. It was just a weird game, weird day all around. So um, I hope Notre Dame can avenge that loss. So um, what's weird is, for all my true Irish fans out there, uh, Notre Dame has connections with South Florida. Offensive coordinator, Charlie Weiss, Jr., son of former head coach, Charlie Weiss, Sr., will be coming into Notre Dame Stadium. Charlie Weiss, Sr. was the head coach from 2005 to 2009. Yes, that is the same Charlie Weiss, who is the Former offensive coordinator of Tom Brady under Bill Belichick with those New England Patriots, and he won some Super Bowls over there. Yes, he was also part of that team that was the offensive coordinator with the Jets, as well as he was uh, offensive something. I don't know what his position was, but he was at the bottom of the totem pole when he was working with the Giants. A ton of NFL experience. I remember uh, Charlie Weiss Jr., As a little boy, I'm talking when he was like a high school kid. On the sideline, holding footballs, holding the yard marker, help calling in plays, all types of things. And at 24, he became the youngest offensive coordinator in the country. At the age of 24, he played for Lane Kiffin out in uh, Florida. And then now at 27, I believe he's still the youngest and he is 27 years old. The youngest offensive coordinator. So, um, congratulations to him. But don't get the job done on sat- on Saturday, okay? Um, as far as Notre Dame, Notre Dame, they have won 19 consecutive games at Notre Dame Stadium. It's the third longest winning streak for Notre Dame. Now, defensive coordinator Clark Lea, during his tenure at Notre Dame, has held 26 of 37 opponents under 30 points or less. Think about that. In the last 27 games, only one opponent has gotten over 30 points, and no, it hasn't been Scrubs. They've played. They've had the, the 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 likes of Clemson. They've had the likes of Georgia. They've had the likes of Virginia. They've had the likes of Virginia Tech. Teams that were ranked in the top 25. So it wasn't these you know powder puff games that they play. Now, a player that I want you to watch in this game for Notre Dame is on the offensive side of the ball. Number 12, graduate student quarterback, Ian Book. He is the first Notre Dame quarterback ever, ever, ever in all of Notre Dame's history. Think about this. He is the first Notre Dame quarterback ever with at least 2,500 yards passing, 500 yards rushing, and 30 touchdown passes in a season. Could you believe that? There hasn't been a quarterback at Notre Dame to have done that. And you know what it is. The pass yards I could see, the touchdowns I could see, it's the rush yards. That's the new age quarterback, and that's the way they're playing now. But the one thing that I do like about um Book is that he brings a ton of experience to the table. And what I mean, what I say that is, is that he's the first QB that started the majority of his first prior two seasons. Meaning that, I know when he was a sophomore, he, he didn't start... Until, I would say, a couple games in, when they realized, oh, he's pretty good. He started for the rest of the season, and junior year, he missed the game because he was injured, and he's the first quarterback to start, basically, the, the majority of three years since. Can you name that quarterback? I'll give people a hint. Um... He wore number seven. I'll give you some time. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that quarterback would be the one and only first round, former first round draft pick of the Carolina Panthers, Jimmy Clausen. Remember when he came to Notre Dame? There was one thing about Jimmy Clausen—he put up some big numbers, and we had no defense. And we had some Golden Tate was one of our receivers. We had some offensive weapons, and he would pass for like 350 yards and four touchdowns a game. And we needed every yard and every touchdown. He was a good quarterback at Notre Dame. Uh, the over/under in this game, the oddsmakers say that Notre Dame should win this game by 25 and a half points. I think that's a little bit too high only because Notre Dame isn't the type of team unless you, it has to be interception like a fumble return or just big plays that happen where they out, they score outscore you by that many points or you just end up as an offense. I think that's a little bit too high. I think 20 is more good for Notre Dame. But in saying that, I do predict that Notre Dame is going to win this game, go to 2-0, and and we'll take it from there. So uh, in saying that, those are the two games that I have for you this weekend. I hope you enjoy them. And I hope that if you have time, you can really appreciate them. So as I do with every episode in the huddle, I like to end with a positive quote. And today's positive quote will be, your love makes me strong. Your hate makes me unstoppable. That's right. Your love makes me strong. And your hate makes me unstoppable. So everybody that laughs because I do this podcast thinking it's not going to go nowhere, y'all are the reason why I do the research the way that I do. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.